What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Morning Grind podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. I am Chris, Beer Makers fan, Prince, joined by my boy, the Chief, Will Priester, breaking down four more playoff games. We got one playoff slate almost in the books, kind of recording as it wraps up here on Monday night, but a fresh slate of games on Tuesday. Chief, how are we doing, brother? How'd, how'd Monday treat you? Man, it's going okay. It's going to be profitable. Not going to complain. You know, man, if I told you I locked in today, you'd probably think I was almost on my way to a takedown. But I, unfortunately, I also locked in Michael Porter Jr. And uh, he was kind of the, the guy that's going to hold me back. But, I mean, listen, I'm not going to complain, man. You know, I locked in, you know, pretty much three guys that got me, you know, almost 200 points. Just I can't complain about that. But uh, overall, pretty good slate. It, it, outside of DFS, I'm actually really enjoying the playoff basketball. Like these have been some good games. Uh, first game overtime, uh, second game it's pretty close. You know, I, I was watching the uh, Sixers and Celtics before I, I got here. I will say this: I, I think if the if the Sixers want to win this series, they may have to play less Joel and B than they're comfortable with. The offense just looks a lot more fluid. The ball's not sticking. Uh, they went on a massive 13-0 run without him. And I'm not saying Embiid shouldn't be on the floor at all. But Embiid just really got into a lot of trouble, a lot of double teams, a lot of turnovers. And I, I think I think it runs better if they have, have a smaller lineup with Al Horford. I don't know. I don't think they're going to make that adjustment because they're paying him too much money to sit him on the bench. But for this series, I, I, I think less Joel Embiid may, may end up being more for this team. Offense just looked a lot better. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, what, what, what's the right move and then what are they actually going to do? And I can't see them making that move, like you said, but we'll see. Maybe they make some adjustments and, uh, you know, limit the minutes there. You had a decent game, but you're right. I mean, it's just – it's a mismatch, uh, Boston's way. So let's just recap real quick. You know, we only have four games to break down here for today. So let's just go game by game for Monday. Anything we saw, we're going to see these teams a lot here this week. So anything we can draw from these games. So – First game was obviously uh, Nuggets and Jazz put up some big numbers. Uh, Jazz had this game won, and what a performance by Donovan Mitchell. I mean, j- just goes absolutely ham here uh, in this game. But they go to OT, and uh, Denver just puts them to bed. So uh, thoughts here in this game, anything that stand out, anything we want to attack coming moving forward, uh, anything we want to avoid, just, just quick thoughts here, Nuggets and Jazz. Well, let me just say from a DFS salary perspective – uh, I really wish they had a back-to-back because Donovan Mitchell's probably going to be pushing <laughs> eight, nine K oh, yeah. uh, this next slate. Bottom line, you know, I like that Mitchell, no Mike Conley. The guy was going to have the ball in his hands against a team, you know, in this bubble, I don't feel like anyone's playing superior defense just yet. And I mean, Boston Philly was pretty good today in spurts, but I don't feel like anybody's playing lockdown defense. And I, I, I am going to watch this Clippers game just to see how they look. But if I'm looking at this game and I don't see anyone, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to utilize this film to start attack for DFS purposes. And, you know, what I saw in that game was pretty much a wide open, a wide open game, a lot of space, a lot of pace. No one's really playing a whole bunch of defense. I, I like the spot again, you know, as long as Donovan Mitchell isn't too much and the slate is going to be about the same when we come back, pretty much the same teams. I, I don't see how you get away from Donovan Mitchell unless he's really priced through the roof. Same thing for Jamal Murray. Same thing for Jokic. Michael Porter Jr., defensive liability, didn't really get a whole lot of runs. Sat him out in the fourth, didn't play him in the in the overtime. Um, you know, at, at this point, if his price goes down again, 
I'm just going to be baited into playing more Michael Porter Jr. I still think he's got a big game in him. He's going to have to pick up that defense if he wants to stay on the floor. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's playoff time, so th those little things are going to matter here. So then shoot the ball well, five for 13, obviously. Uh, I agree. I think that could be one to, to come back to here. Uh, we obviously saw Murray uh, really ball out here for Denver. Jokic, I, I, I was big on Jokic, and a lot of people stay away from Rudy Gobert, stay away from the Jazz, but this is a dude that pretty much averages a triple-double against this Jazz team for the season. So those two did as we expected. Mitchell, 33 shots, Chief. I mean, th this guy might be tired coming up on Wednesday. The, the right shoulder might be a little sore, but uh, he played well here. Ingles, uh, I know you had a lot of today as well. So I'm with you. That, that's a game you're going to want to circle and, and take a closer look. But uh, the guys we kind of expected to play well outside of Porter uh, definitely did in that game. All right, Raptors, Nets, uh, kind of went as expected here. The Raptors were big favorites. Uh, the Nets, we know, are, are very shorthanded here. Uh, Karis LeVert cannot do everything for this team. I can't wait to see what the Nets look like, to be honest. Kyrie, Durant, uh, LeVert is that third guy. Get Dinwiddie back. I think there's some promise here. But uh, the Raptors went in and got it done. Fred Van Vliet uh, had the big game for the Raptors. Another guy I was, I was very high on today. Uh, seems, seems cheap. You know, it's a good matchup. Uh, Pascal Siakam started out well. He kind of died off, which has kind of been the story for him. But <laughs> what do you got here? Brooklyn and, and Toronto, uh, again, kind of went as we thought it would go here with the 24-point win. Look, with the, with the way this game looked today – uh, I'm probably going to keep the same strategy. I don't. I don't see any reason. And look, at the end of the night, it went how I thought it would win. I faded Brooklyn because I felt like I didn't need it. I did not need any Brooklyn player to take a tournament down, and that was all it was. I mean, I, I know Levert's going to be the man. I mean, the guy had double-digit assists, double-digit points, and look, one of these games he's probably going to drop 50, but on most slates he's still going to cost more than Fred VanVleet. He's still going to cost more than, you know, Mitchell mostly. So I still don't think I'm going to need any one player from this Brooklyn team. I just think Toronto's a more solid team. And, you know, like I tell my young players that I, that I actually physically coach here in the Carolinas, experience in the NBA is a, is, is, a, is a value. And when you've got Toronto who's going to the playoffs, feels like 10 years in a row now against a team, shorthanded young players, this is really good experience for them. So when Kyrie and KD come, this team won't be – so fresh to the playoffs, but I don't think Brooklyn stands a chance against Toronto. I mean, if you look up and down this lineup, but just between Ibaka, Mark Gasol, Lowry, uh, Van Vliet's got a championship, even, you know, uh, Norman Powell, and even some of the younger guys, Boucher was on that team. These guys are playoff, playoff and battle tested. They're not losing to the Brooklyn Nets. I think this is probably going to be a sweep or, or one of the only sweeps we see in the first round, maybe outside of Milwaukee, Orlando. And the thing to keep in mind, it could kind of limit the ceiling of some of these Raptors. I mean, we saw Van Vliet get there, but like I mentioned, Siakam, it's kind of been the story, not getting the ceiling there. Lowry was decent if you had him in cash games. Abaka had a good game, but it could really limit these guys if we're going to get a bunch of blowouts here. So uh, you almost want to play some nets on the other side if you're going to go with these Toronto guys uh, and hope they keep it close. So, uh, again, as expected in that one. Uh, next game, Celtics just went final here, pulled it off over the Sixers. Boston's kind of cruising, and then Philly snuck up on him at the end there. But uh, Boston put it to bed. Jason Tatum, big game there for Boston. Jalen Brown, uh, also a big game. And Embiid put the numbers up. But again, is this a good fit? I, I agree with you. I just don't know uh, that they're going to get it done here. So any other thoughts here on this game? I, I liked Kemba Walker. He, he got there. 
I wanted a little bit more out of him, but uh, at those prices, he was a guy I played today. Uh, thoughts here to, before we move on. We're, we're, we're about to go into the late, the late game's about to start here. So this is the last one we can break down here. But uh, quick thoughts here. I know we've talked about it already, but Sixers and Celtics, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I did like Kimba Walker today. What I, what I noticed from Kimba is he just didn't get going early. Uh, kind of got going later in the game, fourth quarter, hit a couple big layups, didn't hit a lot of jumpers early. You know, mid-range wasn't falling. Uh, and that's kind of what, what I saw from Kimba. He wasn't as aggressive as I, I assumed he was going to be. Um, but I, I still think at that price, it was the right call. As long as he doesn't get priced up. In fact, his price may come down. If that's the case, I'm, I'm still going to be full steam ahead with Kimba Walker. What I saw out of this game was Jason Tatum seemed like a man among boys out there. He was getting any shot he wanted, uh, rebounding the ball, playing good D, uh, shooting the step back, shooting the mid-range, getting to the line. I mean, you know, I think he had 21 in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's, he's balling out of control here. Uh, same thing for, for Jalen Brown. Left the game a little bit with a thigh injury. Uh, caught a knee to the thigh from Joel Embiid on a rebound or something like that. Or No, Embiid was going up for, a, I think, a, a layup or a dunk. Kind of took a knee, was unsure if he was going to come back. He came back. Uh, the next big story out of this game, I think, is Gordon Hayward rolling that ankle, and they, they replayed it, kind of rolled it, was really tight. Uh, I'm, will he play the next game? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but if he doesn't play, then then we'll have some some news that, that you know, maybe now Kimba's going to be a little bit more involved. Tatum, they have to rely a little bit more on him. Marcus Smart will probably play a few extra minutes. Um, and then the other thing I saw, too, was Brad Wanamaker still getting minutes in the playoffs, like heavy, heavier minutes than I assumed. Uh, I think he probably played close to 20. I'm not playing him. But, you know, as we get deeper and, you know, you start looking at value, Wanamaker may end up being a value play before this, before these playoffs are over if he stays in that, that bottom 3K range. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Smart's really the guy that, that stands out. If Hayward's out, 32 minutes today, I mean, uh, not that much in the fantasy point department, only eight fantasy points on DraftKings. But we know people out there are, are the, what have you done for me lately? So you, you look for those little edges, Porter, Smart, guys like that. Sixers side of thing, win about expected. Uh, Embiid puts up numbers. Tobias gets there. Uh, Burks, I, I thought was a value today. He finally got there after a slow start. He had me worried uh, early on, but uh, this this is one of those going to be a, a grinded out. You're not going to get 140 to 130 in this game. So uh, Tatum, Brown, the guys we kind of thought would do work uh, actually did. All right, Mavericks Clippers just starting off. We, we don't need to go over that one. We'll recap no. that on another day. Let, let's just hope that <laughs> takes us to the to the top of the charts here tonight, Chief, uh, and we get a good uh, good game here with, with Luca and. And Kawhi, this one should be fun. So we're, we're going to hurry up and get out of here so we can watch that game. But I kid, I kid. We're, we're going to turn the page here. So let's say. Well, look. I got film to break down. That's right. We, we got to get back to work here. Always working here at Roto Grinders. But uh, let, let's take a look. Tuesday, another four game slate. You got to love the setup of the games. You know, we get to, we get to sit back and watch every single game. Uh, I know a lot of people out there are busy. So hopefully you can catch some of the action. If not, uh, we're here to break this down for you. So let's get started, Chief. The early tilt, 1.30 once again tomorrow, Orlando and Milwaukee. So the 1-8 matchup uh, in the East here. Uh, what are we looking at here, Bucks and Magic? Man, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I do really like Vooch in this spot. Um, you know, and, and he's probably about one of the only guys I'm going to be playing from, from Orlando. Uh, I – Maybe a little bit of DJ Augustine, maybe a little bit of Terrence Ross. 
I know the prices on these guys are cheap enough, and I don't think Orlando's going to lay down. They're a fairly good defensive team, and they have been fairly good defensively in the bubble, if, if you watch the mini. But I, I just think in terms of what I'm going to need to win a tournament, I just don't feel like I have the upside uh, from a lot of these guys, even, even at some of the prices. I don't mind them, but I don't feel like they're necessary. But, however, Vooch still is always going to stand out to me uh, in, in a spot like this. I mean, for me, man, it, it's Giannis or bust. Uh, I think this is going to be a dominant performance by Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, and, and I don't think I – don't, I, don't, I just don't see anybody being able to stop him. I mean, this is probably a minimum. I feel like Giannis gets 60 here with ease. Any worry about the blowout? I mean, we only have four games, so we have to minimize those concerns. And when we have eight, nine, ten games on a slate – uh, we can worry about that. We got a 12-point spread here. Uh, any concern there? Does that worry at all about Giannis? And then the Orlando side, I agree. It's Vooch, and mainly because center's ugly. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep oh, an eye on and, and maybe that drives a lot of ownership to, towards Vooch, and maybe I change my tune uh, when I see that ownership report. But I don't mind centers uh, against the Bucks. So uh, any thoughts on the blowout here? Any of these other Milwaukee pieces doing anything for you? Uh, Middleton, to me, is always one of those guys that, that I never really play a ton uh, because it's so much Giannis. Then maybe you get one more guy putting up numbers, but uh, he just uses utilizes so much usage in that offense. So uh, thoughts there on the blowout and any other pieces on Orlando? I know you said boots or bust, but I'm trying to drag something out of here, Chief. Any other Orlando guys uh, on the menu? Man, I think, like I said, if so, for me, it's probably going to be a bench guy like Terrence Ross. I mean, right. that, that would be – the guy for me, you know, maybe a guy that kind of comes in if, if it gets a little out of hand and by out of hand, I mean, you know, maybe they're down 15 and at the end of the third and he gets a little bit of an extended run into the fourth or something like that and kind of gets hot. Uh, maybe, but you know, like I said, I just think this is a heavy Giannis spot for me. Not sure if I'm going to hit the lock button yet, just because, you know, we, we got Mr. Harden at six. 30 with right. no Russell Westbrook so I mean that's a big I think that's a big decision on this slate I I, I really do and I mean we got another game in the night that we're going to talk to that I think people may be overlooking LeBron and I don't I don't want to get ahead man but you, you've got some big decisions on this slate the studs are on this slate bottom line every two days you're going to have decisions to make is it Giannis is it Harden is it LeBron I'm still going to side with Giannis here uh, in this spot just because I feel like he's got so much upside. I think Toronto's going to play – not Toronto, Orlando is going to play just enough defense to keep him pushing through the fourth quarter. Uh, but once again, big decisions on this slate if, if you want to spend up because there's so many studs. Yeah, a lot of star power. I mean, that, that last game, Dame Willard is on a mission, man. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw him in there as well. But a uh, quick look at the injury report here. We know Giannis will be back, one-game suspension. Uh, Ersan Ilyasova out for Milwaukee with an elbow injury. Wesley Matthews also out with a groin injury. And then Orlando, uh, Evan Fournier dealing with an illness. They, they expect him to play. He doesn't have COVID. It's a non-COVID illness. Uh, they have him listed as probable. Aaron Gordon, doubtful for Tuesday. So that could be a big blow for Orlando. And Terrence Ross, like you mentioned, Chief, back inside the bubble, expected to be back in this game. So an interesting game to start us off, but we, we got some better games that we're going to target here. So let's move on. This isn't necessarily one of those better games I'm talking about, but uh, next game up for us, Miami uh, in Indiana. And we've talked about these two teams. Uh, you and I have, me and Justin have, and 
Uh, this is an intriguing matchup, and more so, I, I think, as an NBA fan. You know, these are two gritty teams, two teams that can play a lot of defense, but there's also a lot of mid-range type plays in this game I think could be viable, whether it's a, a Goran Dragic who looks like he's going to enter the starting lineup, uh, a guy like Tyler Hero playing well. You have your star power with, with Butler and Adebayo. The Indiana side of things, they should be getting healthy here. So uh, an intriguing game as a fan, how much interest from a DFS perspective do you have in this one? Uh, slight. Yeah. And, and, but let, let me say this. On DraftKings, why does Jimmy Butler sit in that low 7K range uh, most of the season? <laughs> I, I'm just unsure what the algorithm is saying. Um, but Jimmy, here's what I'm saying. Jimmy's averaging 41 fantasy points a game. So I, I don't see how he's in the low sevens. I think on DK, Jimmy's a lock and low for me, man, at, at this price. I just I think you have to play him. You know, uh, I don't mind Hero. I don't mind none. Uh, and Hero's fairly cheap on DK as well. Yep. Uh, don't want to load up. Same thing for Dragic. I mean, he, he's fairly cheap. I mean, you get him in the, in the 4K, it's just – these Miami pieces are just a little bit too cheap. And, and I think that's what's going to maybe drive them into the lineups. Uh, and, and I think they're good value. The game should be tight. Uh, and, and another thing, too, that, that people should understand, the Pacers are playing with a smaller lineup now. So even if you haven't been watching them, they're playing uh, Brogdon, Oladipo, Holiday, TJ Warren, and, uh, and Miles Turner. Like, that's the lineup. So they, the pace has been pushed a little bit, uh, a little bit more for this team since they've been in the bubble, which I think can help the fantasy production. So I'm not as afraid to pull the trigger as I would have when they were playing Sabonis and playing a little bit slower. But I think I think this whole Miami team is just slightly underpriced enough to where you probably need to consider these guys, especially Jimmy Butler, especially. And he's played well against Indiana. He said 41 DraftKings points a game, 42 a game against Indiana. So. Uh, really checks all the boxes. The, the numbers are there for the year. The matchup is there. Uh, yes, there, there's some some good defensive players on the Indiana side of things. We know that. But uh, Butler's one of those guys. I, I don't really worry about all that. Indiana side of things. So you like Butler. I, I think Adebayo is interesting on Miami. Again, then we have those, those mid-range pieces I think are more mix and match type plays. I, I don't see this as a stackable game. What about Indiana? We, we, we insert T.J. Warren, expected to be back in that lineup. I don't see any reason uh, he doesn't play. Oladipo's listed probable, Turner probable. So they're pretty much at full strength. Obviously, outside of Sabonis, Lamb, we know those guys uh, are, have been out. So what do we do with this team? You know, is it, is it go to Brogdon? Is it go back to T.J. Warren? Or the salary came back down to 8000 on DraftKings. But tough matchup here with, with Miami. How interested are you here? Uh, in the in the Indiana side of things, I think for me it's maybe Brogdon, maybe, maybe Holiday. Uh, you know, T.J. Warren. I know he was in discussion for a bubble MVP. Had he not gotten hurt and kept you know rattling off fifty point games, he probably would have won it. I don't hate Warren. Um, I, I don't think he's necessary. I think he's a guy that you're playing in case he hits the ceiling. But I, I don't feel like there's enough security at that price. So. Uh, not going to be playing mouse turn. I think Indiana as a whole, maybe Brogdon, maybe some Aaron Holiday because of the price. Like outside of that, though, I, I don't really see any reason to be loading up on the Pacers. And ironically, they could actually still win this game. It's just from a fantasy perspective, really unintriguing. Yeah, I, I don't see this being a shootout. You know, and, and Oladipo, one of those guys that 
I'm always intrigued by, but it feels like we, we're just not the same guy that we saw uh, the past few seasons. So the price is up there at a point where there's just some, not much upside left in a guy like Victor Oladipo or Brogdon's going to, he can get you 40, 45, 50 fantasy points. You still got some upside on those numbers. Oladipo just not seeing it. So I like the holiday call for value. We hope the minutes are there and I think they will be for him with them playing smaller. Warren, interesting. We know the upside is there as well, but uh, Jimmy Butler, no slouch defensively. And, and I see that's going to be a tough matchup there. So uh, all in all, a game I think you grab a piece or two from each side. Don't go crazy on it because we have other games that we're going to get to here that are much better. So before we get into that, Chief, the regular season was fun and all, but one thing and only one thing can compare to the excitement of the playoffs, and that's DraftKings. We know the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Basketball, hockey have both entered their respective playoffs, and DraftKings putting you guys in the center of the action. Millions in prizes throughout the week. No better time to make it rain. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you haven't tried it yet, easy to play. We know that. DFS, a very easy game to play. Just draft your players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points. You sit back, you watch the game, and everything's based on your player performance. No better way to put your sports knowledge to the test and compete for millions of dollars in prizes throughout the week. Chief, some big tournaments out there. People got to get in it. But if Daily Fantasy isn't for you, DraftKings also just launched best ball contest for football season. If you're not familiar with best ball, head to the app, check it out. Now it's very easy. You set it, you forget it. You draft the team. The best part of fantasy football is the draft and you get that here with DraftKings best ball. So guys, make sure if you haven't already download the DraftKings app, use promo code grind G R I N D to play free with your first deposit today. You're going to compete for millions of dollars in prizes this week. Again, promo code GRIND for your shot at all that money all week long, only on DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, Chief, let's start. We're, we're heading towards the main event here. Uh, we, got a, we got another good game here, the 630 game, OKC and Houston. And you mentioned it. No Russell Westbrook. I think James Harden right at the top of the list. You said Giannis. I, I love Giannis. You know I'm a Bucks fan. I'm putting James Harden as that guy. I don't see how we don't put him in a lineup here. Now, the price may be the reason that makes it tough. I mean, 11-7 <laughs> over on DraftKings is no easy chore. Vandal's got him up at 11-5. So, Harden, Giannis, th this is going to be a – I don't think you can get them both in and like your lineup. And maybe, you know, build some lineups tonight and see how that looks. But – I'm going Harden over Giannis here. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Harden is the better play here. Uh, like you said, listen, Harden could probably be about 12-5 in this spot. We might be able to even push him to 13, and he'd still possibly be the highest scorer on this slate. Just bottom line, I mean, no Russell Westbrook. We've seen the usage. You know, I, I had a couple friends of mine that tried to outsmart themselves and play Luka over Harden with no Westbrook. I'm like, what are you guys thinking? That's suicide. Luka puts up 35, uh, I think about 40 that day. Harden goes for 80, 80 people. This is another spot where he's probably going to try and go for 80. Uh, Harden, for sure, top play on the board. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's – I think it's close with Giannis – because of what Giannis can do, I don't think Giannis is essentially guaranteed a ceiling game. I think you're playing him to get the leverage. Harden, in my opinion, is almost essentially guaranteed a ceiling game 
with no Russell Westbrook. Really like him a lot. In fact, this is actually my favorite game on, to, on the night. Once we get to the other side, no secret, you'll know why. But I, this is my favorite game on the night. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be glued to the television for this one. It should be a back and forth affair. Yeah, I love this game. And you get to, you know, harden a little motivation playing his former team. You can add that onto the top. I always call that the cherry on top. But, all right, yeah. we, know Harden, we know Harden's the man here. Top play in the slate, in my opinion, your opinion. Uh, that one's easy. Where do we go from there? You know, OKC is one of those teams that can really spread things out amongst Chris Paul, uh, Gilgis Alexander, a lot of different guys there. The Houston side, who else is going to step up here? You know, Robert Covington, couple down games there uh, towards the end, didn't play big minutes uh, in that last game. Do we get a bounce back game there? Is it Eric Gordon? Who, who's going to step up here for Houston that we can get some value to, to eat up some of that James Harden salary? And then OKC, what, what are we doing over there? We, we get Chris Paul narrative as well. Uh, again, th this is going to be a fun game, but give me the DFS place here, Chief. I, I need the OKC side. What are we doing? Listen, believe it or not, I, I don't know if I'm going to make a lineup without Chris Paul tomorrow. Okay. Like, if I'm playing Harden, I'm playing Chris Paul. I, I just – I think, he, in my opinion, Chris Paul is probably the best point guard play on the slate. Uh, you you want to talk about revenge narrative, a team that pretty much – shipped him out of the door uh, to, to, to rot, essentially, in OKC. And he gets there and talks to Sam Presti and says, what tank? We're not tanking. Yeah. We want to be competitive. And Chris Paul himself takes this franchise, lifts them out of the coffin, and gets them into the playoffs. I mean, what a, what a story from this guy. Swapped him for, for Russell, Russell Westbrook. If you, if you were watching the headlines, reading the headlines, everybody thought this team was done. Chris Paul's got him in the playoffs. I think he really wants to just saw off the head of the Houston Rockets. I'm full steam ahead with, with, with Chris Paul. Another one of my favorite plays on this slate that I think probably won't get the traction. I do like him a lot more on, D, on FanDuel than DK. Dennis Schroeder is back, people. Uh, if, if you haven't checked out what Dennis Schroeder's done off the bench this season for this team, uh, go back and check some box scores. The guy can really get loose in that second unit. Uh, I watched him play a lot when uh, when he was here in Atlanta because I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan, so I went to a lot of the games. Dennis Schroeder was a ball hog extraordinaire. Nothing's changed. Second unit, going to be taking a lot of the shots. Uh, so he's a favorite play of mine in terms of a mid-range play. A uh, guy that I think could get off for 30, 40 easy, especially in this matchup against the Rockets that's going to be small, going to be fast-paced. I like Dennis Schroeder more than SGA on this slate, to be quite honest with you. And I, I don't have anything against SGA. Fine price. It's not that much of a gap on DK. I'm still going to side with Schroeder because he's got the usage in the second unit. And, uh, and I mean, but once again, folks, Chris Paul, uh, phenomenal play. Going back to Houston, sorry I didn't mention this. Jeff Green is actually going to be a value play of mine. I think, you know, a guy that's getting 28 to 30 minutes on most nights, you're going to need some value on this slate. He's a guy that I think can step in and get you a few points there uh, and, and hopefully not, and hopefully, kind of pull you up top. Shouldn't have as much ownership either. Yeah, I mean, these, these secondary Houston pieces are so cheap. You know, Gordon, House is probable. You know, it's a guy that can play 30 minutes, so – I still like Covington. I think he fits well oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in this game. And we know a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. OKC side of things. Let, let's, I know you like Paul. I'm with you there. I, I think that's your run it back option. Uh, I love the Schroeder call. What about some of these small forwards? You know, Basley's been playing a ton of minutes, been playing well. 
Gallinari was almost in, in rest mode. Uh, he's played very well against this Houston team, over 40 DraftKings points a game uh, in three matchups against them. So prices down on him. Any interest in either of those guys? I, I like Gallinari here. Not a guy I play a ton, but Fandle, he's 5,200. I mean, that, that is a great price for Gallinari. and never seems to have a ton of ownership. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Beer, because Gallinari is cheaper than Darius Baisley in a right. playoff matchup on FanDuel when Darius Baisley may get 15 minutes. They, I don't think they're going to play Darius Baisley more than Danilo Gallinari in a spot. And look, don't be confused by this box score. There are a lot of rest days in that bubble where somebody was resting. Some days they sat everybody. Some days they just sat Chris Paul. Don't get confused, people. I mean, he's been playing low 20s. I, I, don't, I don't think this is going to continue into the playoffs. I could be wrong, but I think Gallinari's minutes pick back up here because of the experience. And uh, I, I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, he's one of those. He's cheap on Fandles. You want to attack that value. DraftKings might even be a tick overpriced, and we know that'll scare people away on some of the ownership. So one of those guys that there's so many stars on this slate that you're going to need those glue kind of guys, Gallinari, Covington. I, I think those are the two uh, that really stand out to me here. So you love this game, Chief. Any, anything else? I don't want to move on too fast here. I know you love this game. Did, did we hit everything here? Is there any more we can dig out of this one? Well, last thing, we know Eric Gordon has 40-point upside as well when it's just him and Harden. The problem is he's been hurt. So we, I'm, just, I'm really unsure about the minutes. If Eric Gordon is going to get 30 to 32 minutes, I don't think he can get past 30. He could. I don't think he gets past 32 minutes. If he gets up to 30, I reasonably expect Eric Gordon to be within the 30 to 40-point fantasy range. At that point on this slate with – a slate that doesn't have a whole lot of value outside of, you know, maybe Orlando, he may be a guy that you need. So I, I do, I do still really like Eric Gordon. I really still like Jeff green. Don't get me wrong, but 30 minutes of Eric Gordon is a lot different than 30 minutes of Jeff green. I, I still like Gordon here, especially if they stagger him enough with Harden to where he can get some court time without Harden and kind of get loose. He could put up 30 to 40 in this game easily. I, I like Eric Gordon a lot. Chief, I know you're a fan to a guy. 4,500 on yes. Gordon. So I, I, I'm with you there. And this is not the time to limit minutes. You know, it, it, we're going for it. We're playing. It's the playoffs. So I think that 30 minutes uh, is certainly in the realm of possibilities. In fact, I think he gets there. I think they're going to need his offense here. So uh, that's another one of those. You know, another kind of glue guy. Not a sexy name, but uh, tremendous value on that price point there of 4,500. So great call there as always, my man. All right, let, let's move on. Main event time here. The Blazers shock the world. Dame Lillard continues to be the man here. And now we get a showdown Portland and the Lakers here. This is a, you know, the late night hammer. We always talk about Ooh. If you're feeling good after two or three games here, don't feel great. Cause things, things are going to change pretty quickly here. So uh, I'm going to turn this over to you. We got LeBron, we got Davis, we got Lillard. Uh, Carmelo's playing some good ball. I know you're a big Carmelo guy. Not only here, but in the sports card market as well. well we might have to talk some cards here, Chief. But uh, this one's going <laughs> to this one's going to be fun. So uh, what do we got here? How do we see this one playing out? Look, man, uh, game of the night, I think, for everybody. Dame's playing out of his mind, uh, just really kind of teeing off in this bubble. 
I think this game is going to be a collective effort. Uh, once again, Nurkic is still my favorite play from the Blazers every day from a point-per-dollar perspective. And I know Dame has got a, a massive ceiling. But let's look at the Memphis game when they needed it the most. Look at these numbers from Nurkic. I mean, the guy hammered Memphis. L listen to these numbers. 22 points, 21 rebounds, six assists, two blocks, two steals. Listen, th this is the Nurkic that I'm talking about. Played 40 minutes in that game. I, I don't think he's going to play 40 in this one. I think he'll be around 35, 36. Nurkic by far still my favorite play on the Portland Trailblazers. Second is Damian Lillard. Obviously, just a just a point per dollar thing. Nurkic is going to be in that eight to nine k range. Dame is pushing ten. If he keeps putting up fifties, he's going to be pushing eleven. Uh, still love Dame. I, I just I don't think you can play all the pieces because they're really expensive. Don't think you can stack. I'd actually be okay leaving Dame out of this stack today and taking Nurkic and Carmelo, and and then kind of running it back with either a LeBron or Anthony Davis if you feel the need to maybe not play James Harden. I don't think I'm going that route. Uh, I do think LeBron and AD are going to be severely under-owned because of the star power uh, of Harden and maybe Giannis. But Nurkic, by far for me today, and I don't ever lock button on FanDuel. I'm really close to hitting the lock button at center on Nurkic on FanDuel today. I mean, I'm really close, and this is the day before. I mean, what, there's not much else there. We, we, we talked about Vooch, and I think part of that was the lack of center options here on, on both of these sites. I mean, Nurkic is only 8,400 on Fandle, so a steal right there. But you look at the rest of these centers, there's not a ton there. I mean, Miles Turner, Brooke Lopez, uh, Steven Adams in, in an up-and-down smaller type game, uh, Olenek. I mean, there, there's just not much to get excited about. So – I like the lock button call here, you know, and Dame Lillard's price, FanDuel still reasonable, but DraftKings 11-4 on Dame Lillard. I mean, that's, I mean, let, let's rank, let's rank these top five. I know we've kind of gone through them all. I just want to come back and circle around to it uh, for the people. Cause this is the decision I think is going to be key here in winning money on this slate is figuring out these studs. So chief, if we have to rank, uh, let's go with tournaments. Nobody plays cash games anymore. <laughs> Let's uh, tournaments. We got Harden. We got Lillard. We got Giannis. And then we have LeBron and Anthony Dave. I'm going to leave Nurkic out. We already locked him in. Yeah. Let's, let's rank those five here for the people uh, and whatever site you want, whatever you're feeling here, just, just in general, who is the must play here out of these guys and who are you leaving on the side? Sounds like you love Harden. You're okay. Leaving Lillard out, but uh, just give me a quick top five synopsis here. Yeah. I think for me, I think it's Harden. Next is Giannis. Believe it or not, for me, and this is a price play, it's got to be Anthony Davis. Across both sites, you know, 10K and under. It just and, – and nobody's going to stop him in this spot. He's not going to be on Nurkic much. This is a spot where he'll get Alex Collins. He'll get a little bit of Carmelo. I, I think it's Harden. It's, it's, uh, it's Giannis. And then for me, it's Anthony Davis, then LeBron, then Lillard. Uh, only because of the pricing. You know, if Lillard's 9K, Lillard's probably my number two guy, believe it or not. But because of the price, Anthony Davis is the, is the third guy for me in this spot, man. I, I think he's got some upside as well. Speaking of which, you know, we saw what Joe Val was able to do to these guys. And then if you look at the game prior to that when they played Memphis, we saw what Brandon Clark was able to do because uh, Valanciunas was in foul trouble. 
These guys are not Anthony Davis. No. Anthony Davis could torch this team. Uh, so I, I really, really like AD here. This this could be a crazy good spot for him with this Portland interior, you know, getting shredded. I have Anthony Davis too here, Chief. I, I might be higher than you even. I got Harden up top. I'm going to slide Davis there ahead of Giannis here. Uh, with hey. price factored in, obviously, but averaging 32 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, almost two steals against this team, 61 DraftKings points a game against Portland uh, this season. So uh, Collins is not going to be in there. Nurkic is not going to want to be banging and falling out. Like you said, Davis is not even going to match up with him. So I, I think it's a free-for-all. We've seen LeBron kind of take a back seat. Anthony Davis gets a lot of action, a lot of shots. They go to him early. LeBron seems to turn it on when he needs to. So if anything, if I'm playing LeBron, I want to pair him with Lillard because I think those two could go back and forth. One of those type, you know, the one-upsmanship that you see from these guys a lot. But Anthony Davis, to me, is the guy. The price is too cheap. Fandle, he's a great value. Uh, even at 10K, I, I think there's a plenty of plenty of upside available there. So, all right, we, we got through the stars. Let, let's get to the next level here. Any interest in some of these secondary pieces? It's a little tougher with the Lakers, but – Portland, you know, McCollum, you got Gary Trent Jr. playing some good ball here. Uh, any interest in some of these value pieces in this game? For sure. Uh, and I, I do. I'm so glad you brought that up. I do want to talk about the perimeter defense of the L.A. Lakers. Now, and, and I don't think this is going to be easily corrected. I, th I think not having Avery Bradley has really hurt this team defensively on the perimeter. And if you just watch the film, you'll see – they are getting abused around the arc. I mean, it, it's been atrocious. A guy like CJ, a guy like Gary Trent, who's going to shoot spot-up threes, that's why I like Car Carmelo so much. They'll put him in the corner. They'll put him in the elbow and just let him get spot-up shots. Uh, the, these value pieces from Portland are pieces that I really like here. Uh, so th those are the two guys, Trent and uh, Carmelo, guys that are going to shoot spot-up shots. Man, I love them against this Lakers team unless they magically have a good defense on tomorrow. But Avery Bradley's not there. So I, I don't see that happening. I, 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 I really like these guys uh, from Portland along with Nurkic. Vandal is uh, giving us some gifts here. They, you know, they, they spent the whole day in, in maintenance uh, and fixing the site. But uh, some of these gifts here, Chief, Gary Trent, 4,500. I mean, I don't know how you play McCollum over Trent uh, in the spot for, for 2,900 cheaper. Carmelo. 5,400 on Fando. We know he's buddies with LeBron. We know this guy wants to go out and ball out here and get a ring. He's got a lot to prove. So I uh, love those two calls. Anything else here? I don't see anything else in the Lakers side of things, to be honest. You know, it's, it's Davis, LeBron. Uh, you know, you're really, you're really playing with fire. Right? We're going guys like Danny Green and Alex Caruso. And I, I don't see much there. So any, any other value here? We're going to dig one more time, Chief. See what else you got. Here's what I will say. You will have to overpay. If you think this Kyle Kuzma surgence is real, you get, you get a little piece of Kyle Kuzma at probably very low ownership because the price has increased now. I actually think they may need him. LeBron is older. Listen, he's an elite basketball player. He's got a lot of wear and tear on the tires. They need Kyle Kuzma if they want to get out of the first round. I'm telling you right now. If Kyle Kuzma can put together these types of performances, 25, 6, and 3, 
21, five and three. This is what they need. If he can give them these types of performances, they're going to be just fine. Kyle Kuzma is a deep tournament play with inflated pricing on a slate that's begging, begging for value. I really like Kyle Kuzma here. Deep tournament play. That's a great call. I mean, the, the people are going to see that price. They're going to be like, I'm not paying that for Kuzma. Even Fandle has him juiced up. And the build of the people is going to be get as many studs in this lineup as I can. Find some of these value guys. So uh, if you can hit on a few of these mid-range guys, I think that'll be important uh, as well. So a uh, great call there on Kuzma. Chief, we did it. Four games in the books, man. Uh, any Any final thoughts here on the slate? Uh, we got to talk some cards. I, I see you on the sports car grinders thing. Like I, I didn't know my man uh, collected cards. I'm starting to get, I used to collect way back in the day. Like everybody uh, got yeah. away from it at, you know, it's the same story as everybody uh, COVID hit. And I'm like, let me, let me go dig around see what I got. Uh, and then started getting into it again. So uh, final thoughts on the slate, anything in the card market, you, you want to give me some inside tips, some inside info. I know you and Justin uh, have some food takes. So, Chief, buddy, the floor is yours here. Whatever, whatever we want to talk here. What do we got? Man, listen, you, you're really getting me excited now talking about <laughs> sports cards on the morning grind. Listen, I, I'll always give the people what I'm doing. Obviously, I, and I am starting to heavily invest in Carmelo Anthony right now just because of the career he's had. If you look at his accolades, 10-time All-Star, uh, a scoring champion, Olympic winner. He doesn't have the championship. But listen, a lot of guys get in the Hall of Fame without championships. This guy has massive honors. Won an NCAA title, uh, 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 was the NCAA Player of the Year. And I know that's taking it way back to the beginning. But I I'm talking about card value. And some of, you know, some of the cards, like LeBron, uh, and specifically, he's got a, a, a top's finest rookie card. LeBron's is selling for about, a, you know, a little over three grand for a BGS 9.5. Carmelo's is selling for around 90 bucks. That's a big pricing discrepancy just for four championships and a couple MVPs. I threw that out there casually. Bottom line, Carmelo shouldn't be that cheap in the market. Another guy, I'm telling you right now, go ahead and get on the train now before he's overpriced next season, R.J. Barrett. Oh, yeah. Now you're speaking massive, my language, ma man. That, ma that's my guy there. Ma massive coaching change. People don't understand this. Sure. You're going from probably one of the worst coaching staffs a team could have had over a five-year span, and now you're handing the keys to Tom Thibodeau. One of the things that we know for sure, R.J. Barrett will get 35 minutes a game minimum next year on average. This is no secret. Tibbs, I think, will pull the best out of him. Something else that I really like about this situation, uh, R.J.'s a, a, a tall, lanky player, really good wingspan. Tibbs is going to preach defense. I'm expecting defensive numbers to go up. I'm expecting rebounding numbers to go up. I'm expecting offensive production to go up as a result of that. R.J. Barrett, cards are not expensive right now, and I'm talking about even graded product. I've probably ordered 10 to 15 R.J. Barretts in the past couple of days. Uh, really, R.J. Barrett and, and, and uh, Carmelo, two guys I'm heavily investing in right now. Love that RJ call, man. I, that's, that's a guy I'm excited about as well. So his cards seem too cheap compared to some of these other guys and uh, definitely one that I'm looking at. I'm looking at Carmelo Anthony, Topps Chrome rookies, and, and I have a Topps Chrome story here for you real quick. But, I mean, we're talking about 50 bucks, 60 bucks, $70 for, for a Carmelo Topps Chrome rookie. So 
I went back in my eBay history and no one loves a bad beat story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I just went back because right before I started a family, you know, I had a bunch of cards like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to sell some of this. We're, we're going to a new house. We got kids on the way. So I go back and, and just get to get an idea what cards I had. Cause I, I don't have a very good memory. I go back and I'm, I'm paging through what I sold, you know, just even run of the mill stuff. And then I see 2003, 2004, LeBron James, Topps Chrome rookie card. Chief, I sold it for $60. We know that card is off the charts right now. I I keep scrolling down and I see Dwayne Wade, Topps Chrome refractor rookie card. I sold for about $60 at that time. That card is thousands. So I could have retired with with some of these cards I sold back in the day. So hoping to make up for that here uh, with, with some recent investments, but I agree. Carmelo's top scrum rookie. I mean, and finest, there's a lot of value in him right now. So I had to get that story. I had to tell somebody. Now everybody knows I'm a sports card fish selling off LeBron rookies. But uh, <laughs> if I could only go back in time and hang on to those cards, uh, today would be much better. So, Chief, my man, been a blast. Anything else here for the people before we get out of here? Nah, I'm good. We'll save my bad beat story for for uh, for next week. I'll give you a little teaser though. I sold the Kobe Bryant Topps Chrome a couple years Uh-oh. ago. Oh yeah. my! All right, God. you guys will have to stay tuned. Uh, me and Chief will be back soon enough. I'll be on again once again tomorrow with my boy Justin. We'll talk to him about his experience uh, at the DraftKings Finals. So uh, we'll see how that goes for him. A nice two day event there. Uh, but we're pulling for our boy the Looch. But we're gonna get out of here, guys. Good luck here on this Tuesday slate. Any questions can always hit either of us up. Make sure you get over to Roto-Grinders. Check out all the great premium offerings, the projections, the ownership projections. You're going to need all that here on this slate with all the star power. But should be fun, Chief. Looking forward to it. Appreciate you for joining me, my man. So for Chief, I am Beer Morning Grind Podcast. We are out. <laughs>